Hey. <laughs> I guess how, we're good. How long ago did we do the last debate episode? Oh, it was like four episodes ago. What did we debate? Soon to be five. So, huh? What did we debate? Doors versus wheels. Teeth versus legs. Oh. Um, other stuff. Did we? What? Yeah. You don't remember that? One of our best episodes. (laughs) Cold versus hot. Oh, yeah. Wow. We do a lot of debates, don't we? Okay. Cool. Well, that was all in one episode. I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've been meaning to say something because this this has been bothering me. And I I forgot to say this when we had this debate. Okay. But when we were talking about hot weather versus cold weather. Okay. And you were like, when it's. When it's hot out, all you have to do to cool down is just go swimming. Yeah. You just go swimming. What's wrong with that? Because not everybody likes swimming. And Excuse you're not just me. Like, if it's cold, like, if it's cold, all you have to do is sit by a fire. Like, that that's the equivalent. Like, okay, yeah, but yeah, there's an activity you can do that's I going to we help. We are starting out fiery. <laughs> no, listen. Yeah, there's an activity that you can do that's going to fix your problem. But, like, what if you're, like... And this is why I brought up the travel thing. We, can, we don't have to use this. This is, not, this is not a good cold open. But, I, look, I, I've been like needing to say this. Blades. I've been needing to say this. Okay. Like, this is why I brought up the travel thing when we talked about it. Okay. Um, and you were, like, look at Jess bringing up the traveling. But, like, I'm <laughs> just... <are> thinking, <laughs> so venomous today. I have I'm really sleepy. I have to wake myself up. So I have to get real Wow. I have to get real feisty. Okay. All right. Whoa. So if we're just like sightseeing, we're walking down the National Mall in DC mm-hmm. looking at all the monuments. Okay. You're not going to go oh, just, it's so hot. Guess just I'll just go to the pool. Yeah, there's like, a pool's right there. Just go for it. <laughs> So I just... I, but like, if you're walking down the National Monument, whatever that is, next to the pool, but it's the middle of winter, you're not just going to build a fire. That is exactly my point, Paige. I feel like, oh, we'll just go swimming. That's not That's not like an... That's not a good argument for the debate. And I just... I can't tell you how many times I've thought about that. <laughs> Since the episode. Okay, so the debate is actually if you want to be like sitting alone, completely unaided, would you rather be freezing or sweating hot? Basically, like you're not allowed to wear a coat, you're not allowed to wear your swimsuit, you're just sitting there in the outfit you're wearing. Would you rather be in a hundred degrees or zero degrees? The debate in my mind is you're walking down the street outside. Okay. 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 Obviously, if it's summer, you're wearing summer clothes. If it's winter, you're wearing winter clothes. If it's summer, you're really hot. If it's winter, you're really cold. Which would you rather have? And I know your answer. Yeah. But the fact that you were just like, well, hot weather's better because all you have to do to cool down is go swimming. Like, that's not how it works. (laughs) Well, excuse me. <laughs> trying to think outside the box. Wow. I did not know that this has tortured you for so long. <laughs> for four episodes. Oh, I felt like I had to speak up for the people who don't like swimming. 
Because I don't really, I don't I mean, really like swimming. I mean, I thought swimming. this was a personal question. Like, I'm not trying to solve the whole world's problems or well, make a But it was a debate, right? Like, we're supposed cold. to argue for our choice. Yeah, which is my choice, which I would rather be hot. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to tell you you were wrong. I'm just telling you your argument. Uh, my argument was, was bad. Wrong. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> was very, it was not sound. Okay. Thank, thanks. <laughs> there for were that. holes. Thank you. <laughs> swimming pool shaped holes. Sorry, I like to go swimming when it's hot. <laughs> Excuse me. Welcome to Endeavor, a podcast <laughs> where, where we, we debate. Debate and yell at each other. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yell at you. I no, wasn't it's yelling. okay. That was funny. <laughs> it was just very, like, right out of the gates. You were like, swimming is stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry to everyone out there who likes to go swim. haven't noticed we're back with more debates because <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know what else to talk about today yepers okay here's my first debate topic okay lay it on me let me find it where did it go i'm ready to get mad <laughs> Come on, i need to get on your level i'm not there right now i need to get there Give me something that's gonna get me feisty. Okay, I don't, I don't know. Well, maybe we'll get there. But this is the one that um, I saw and was like, this might be a good discussion. Okay, because I feel like we might disagree. Okay, great. What's more important, being good looking or being smart? What side do you think I'm on? <laughs> Tell me, please. So, <laughs> this, I mean, I could be persuaded, but I actually wonder. Well, okay, it, I guess it depends on how you define important. Because w- the way I thought of this question which was which is more helpful? Like which might which is going to get you farther in life? Okay. And I think being good-looking is more helpful than being smart. Yes. Yeah. I I agree with you there. Okay. I think, I, I think it depends on if you're a man or a woman. Touche. Mm-hmm. No. Well, actually, I don't know. I mean, no. Yeah, you're right. Mm, yeah. I, ooh, this could get controversial, but, like, I just... I just want to say pretty privilege is absolutely a thing. For real. It definitely is. And yeah. um, I feel like pretty people just have life ten times easier. Yeah. Without a doubt. <laughs> For so many reasons, I don't even know if I want to go into. <laughs> yeah, just, like, there's so many aspects in life where if you're good-looking, people will just, like, they give, give you, you things. things. They give yeah. you things for free. I was hesitating to say that, but I think it's true. Like, yeah. I think if you're pretty, people are more apt to just give you things or let things go your way. And I think people are more likely to approach you. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like... You just have more opportunities because yeah. people notice you more and want to help you because you're pretty. And you can be really smart and still, like, end up really poor because you just weren't given the right opportunities. Well, and there's, like, different types of smart. That's what's kind of throwing me off because, like... Street smart and book smart. Yeah, and there's also, like, social smart. Like, there's some Mm -hmm. people who are geniuses but have no social skills or self-awareness. Like, there's a (laughs) self-awareness smart. 
There's a book smart, there's a street smart, and there's like a social smart. Those are the smarts in my book. Yeah. And like, I feel like the social smart is almost the most important and the social and the self-awareness smart. But like, if you have no book smart and uh, no street smart, like you might die on the streets, like, sorry, but, (laughs) but like, if you know how to like socially interact with people and like get through life that way, like you're, you've got it made. But if you're like a genius but you like rub people the wrong way, mm-hmm. then nobody, you're not going to get very far. I don't know. I can think of some billionaires. <laughs> not very many people seem to like. Yeah. But like, they still have that element of like schmoozing people, mm-hmm. you know? But if you're like awkward as all get out and you're a genius and you're also like rude, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there that like social smart is really important and if you're streets if i'm sorry if you're book smart and you don't have social smart i feel like you're not going to get as far i feel like being street smart is even more important than being book smart which pains me to say because i feel like if i have either it's more book smart than street smart (laughs) well like what do you define street smart as because i feel like the the surface level of street smart is you can walk down the street and not die (laughs) okay well then i hope that i have enough of that (laughs) but you know what like the cartoon version of street smart is like you can live out on the streets like you know what you're doing out in society to survive correct yeah but sometimes i wonder like if i had like no connection like no personal connections you just threw me out on the street that's right i feel like i would i would die Well, then, yeah, that's, that's what I think of when I think of street smarts is, like, you can fend for yourself. That's street smarts. Mm-hmm. It's, like, almost like survival instinct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, I agree that's more important than book smarts. Yeah. Because I think that translates into, like, the workforce. Because, like, you know how to protect yourself, look out for yourself. And, you know, you can extend that to other people, too. But you know how to fend for yourself and make it through. Mm -hmm. But if you're like a genius, but you don't know what you're doing otherwise, then it's no good. Hmm. But being good looking trumps all smarts. Is that what we're saying? Bottom line, I don't know. Like, again, like I'm just hung up on the word smart. Like, because would you rather be smart or pretty? Like, that's what I feel like this question is basically asking. And, like, I'm hung up on the word smart because I don't... Smart I don't is, think I want to be a genius. Like, smart, I'm thinking of smart as intelligent. Yeah. Right. Like, like just... I feel like that's a heavy burden. Like, okay, for me, I'm, I'm overthinking. Like, I feel like if I have to pick between the two, if I pick being smart, I'm imagining it as I'm a genius and I now need to, like, cure cancer... And I need to do all the hard yeah, jobs. Yeah, a lot of pressure. I'm taking it into productivity zone. So I'm like, if I'm smart, I'm a genius, I need to save the world. That's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'd rather be pretty and just have a nice, happy <laughs> life where people give me things. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> I think the moral of the story is we really, really want to be both. <laughs> that made me sound like so shallow. No, I love I love that. You sounded like Elle Woods. 
Except she was really smart. She went to law school. I know. But she had street smarts, yo. Yo. I don't know. Like, she definitely had some book smarts. But, like, (laughs) at least I'm going off of Legally Blonde, like, the musical. Like, I feel like she made it through law school because of her experience knowledge, not, like, her book knowledge as much. That's your street smarts. Her street smarts, yo. Anyway, we're not trying to say... That if you're pretty, you're not smart. Or no. if you're smart, you're not pretty. Or no, not whatever. at all. I just, I, like, when I read that question, I was like, wow. I almost feel like people who are good looking just have an easier time in life than people who are smart. Yeah, no, I think it's true. And again, I feel like there's a pressure that comes with being smart that is different than being pretty (laughs) i don't know all right well okay great next (laughs) (laughs) good one interesting page Mm -hmm. yes do you think clowns are scary um uh, hmm Uh, i guess it depends on the clown like what's it look like like describe it to me it's got like its whole face is painted like just the whitest of whites. Oh, okay. It's got a weird wig on. He's got some, like, <laughs> uh, you know, a clown nose. Okay. And he's running around going, Oh! <laughs> Hello, Paige! How are you doing today? Like, just real goofy. Okay. All right. I think I know. <laughs> okay. All right. I think if it's a clean-cut clown. A clean-cut clown. Clean-cut clown. Clean-cut clown. <laughs> If it's like, you know, dressed to the nines as far as clown if appearance wearing, goes. If he comes in wearing a suit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like now, if that kind of a clown, if it's nicely dressed, got its life together, that's a fine clown. Acceptable. <laughs> a fine clown, just dandy. Now, if his if this is a clown where his makeup is smeared a little bit, his uh-huh. like lipstick's a little off. Okay. His wig's a little disheveled. Things are a little uncanny. Maybe his balloon is, like, floating too close to the ground. Out of a grate in the sewers. Yeah, maybe he's got, like, some sewage on his big clown feet. <laughs> <laughs> then I might be a little uncomfortable. Yeah, but uh, just a standard, like, howdy doody clown. I, they're fine. I don't really care. Those would make me uncomfortable. I don't know that I would be scared of them. I've, I've always... I don't enjoy their presence. I've... But... <laughs> I don't think I'm you wouldn't invite one over to dinner. <laughs> no. See, I've always disliked clowns. Um, I might. I, there was a time in my life where I would have even said I hated them, but I think I just now realized the difference. What is okay, it? Okay, so if it's a clown that's wearing a mask, if it's a, or if it's a clown mask. Oh, yeah, you hate masks. I hate masks. <laughs> <laughs> if he's wearing a mask, even if it's like a happy-looking clown mask, uh-huh. no, leave no. my presence. <laughs> if it's like the person's real face that's painted, uh-huh. I think I'm okay. Okay. I I also would not invite him over to dinner, but I'm not (laughs) necessarily afraid of him. Right. But if you approach me with a clown mask on, I will kick you where the sun don't shine and then I will run away because I don't want a piece of that in any way. (laughs) Okay. I mean, that's that's logical. That checks. That checks out. 
I don't think anyone wants to invite a clown over for dinner, no matter what's uh, going on. I mean, there's some there's some people with some preferences out there. <laughs> I guess so. Anyway, that, yeah, the reason I asked that was clowns are scary. Agree or disagree is on my list here. Yeah. <laughs> I think it depends on the clown. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather be good at sports or good at exams? Ugh, I, darn it. This is We're back to smart or sporty now. Sporty does not equal good looking. Mm-mm. No, but it's like just a different smarter yeah. sporty. I don't know if I just have something against smarts tonight, but I, <laughs> <laughs> my brain is going to, if I'm good at sports, then I'm probably living a healthy lifestyle and I'd rather have like a healthy body potentially. Like I'd rather be in like, you know, a healthy physical state. And like, if I'm not a genius, I don't, that's fine. Well, but you can... Am I dumb? That's the other thing. Like, if you're not smart, then what are you? Are you stupid or are you average? Or what is is the opposite of smart? I'm picturing smart. Being good at exams is not equal to being smart. Yeah, because, okay, so then, like, when you're not taking an exam, you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Some people are just really good at test taking, and some people are just really bad at test taking. And that's, I mean, this is, like, a debate that's going on right now. That's just, like, not, uh, that's not an indicator of, like, how smart you are. Outside of high school or college, like, when else are you going to take an exam? Like, when else is that useful? Like, you, you don't go to work taking exams every day. Yeah, I guess I was going to say, I mean, I feel like I've taken, I've come across exams way more often in my life than I have had to play sports. So I was going to say, I'd rather be good at exams because you have to, like, in, in our society, we have to face exams. Like, there's your driver's exam, there's your your any any specialty courses that you'd, like, I'm not in college anymore, but I'm taking those jewelry courses and I have to do yeah. exams there. Right. Like, but are you going to personally have come across a lot more exams than I have sports and that, and I've just, I just don't like sports. So Uh I just didn't put myself in that position, I guess. I guess if I liked sports, but wasn't good at them, it would be a different story, Uh but I'm, I'm not good at them and I don't like them. So (laughs) unless you count dancing. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather be good at sports because I'm thinking not like your typical sports, but I'd love to be like an expert archer or like an expert horseback rider. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather be good at that than being good at, like, taking the PSATs. <laughs> like, gross. And also, like, are they saying that you're good at exams, but then can you take that knowledge with you? Or are you only good at exams, and then once you leave the testing site, then you don't know what you're doing anymore? It basically means you're good at getting good grades. Right. But you may not be good at putting that into practice, possibly. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm That's being... where your street smarts come in. Yeah. <laughs> Elwoods. Yeah. I think I'd rather be good at sports. Yeah. I mean, if if the sports are archery and horseback riding and dance, then. Exactly. Yeah, like, maybe. They don't but, have like, to be I have football. no need to be good at football <laughs> or baseball or soccer or any of that, Jess. I don't know. Should I feel guilty for not wanting to be smart, Jess? Now you're giving me like an existential crisis. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> because I feel like if I'm smart, I have to cure cancer. So am I saying that I don't, I'd rather just lollygag around than cure cancer? I mean, you can be smart, but not be smart enough to cure cancer. There's a lot of smart people and we haven't cured cancer. Okay. 
So I wouldn't put, look at you putting the pressure on yourself. Paige, we need to talk about this someday. (laughs) (laughs) I just overthink and I, yeah, have to make the best moral decision always. And um, even in hypotheticals, I just get confused. (laughs) Okay, ready? Ready. Kids are smarter than grownups. Agree or disagree? Here we are with smart again. <laughs> I don't know. No, adults are so much smarter than kids. Who are we kidding? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like the occasional like I'm trying to think of like prodigy 10-year-old who like completes college, you know, at 10. Uh-huh. That are just like super smart, but the average child no, they definitely don't have the street smarts. No, I. It's it depends though. Like you see those like p- kids from Japan that are like four years old and they're riding the subway like cross town. That's with, true. With their I guess briefcase. it depends on the culture you're in. Yeah, yeah. But you. But in that still within that culture, I would still think that the adults, the adults are probably smarter. smarter than the children. And I feel like kids have like a knowledge that I don't know how to put into words, but like they have. Like, maybe an intuitiveness that adults lose, you know? Yeah. I don't know how to describe it in words. But but that's intuition. It's not, like, intelligence. And again, I'm thinking of smart as in, like, intelligence. Okay. All right. Then you got me there. (laughs) Okay. Here's another one from this list that I'm like, who put this here? Okay. Students should be paid to go to school. Agree or disagree? Who's paying them? Where's the money coming from? Because, I mean, yes. Yeah, did a child write this list? I don't yeah. think it's... <laughs> I mean, if the money's there, then sure, why not? Like... No. What? Why should you get paid to go to school? Don't you think that kids would be more productive if they're being paid? But, like, school, like it's a privilege to go to school. Like, why should we, like, then pay people on top of that? Like, should your school be paid for? Maybe. But, like, should you be paid to go to school as if it's your job? Am I crazy? I that mean, sounds kind crazy of to me. It is your job, though. When you're a kid, your job is to go to school. Like, it's training you to work. But you're, like, being, like, you're, you're being given an education. Like, you're being given something. You're not producing something when you're at school. Yeah, you're being trained, but, like, eh. Hmm. I've never thought about this as a debate to- as a debate topic, but I mean, I'm just thinking of the. Ki- I feel like they would have to do it in a way. It almost needs to be like the kids that go home and like they show their report cards to their grandparents, and like you get five dollars if you get an A, you get four dollars if you get a B, three for a C. Like they need to like put it in increments so that like it encourages kids to do better in school. I feel like. That way, like, the kids that are having a tough time or don't care about school can, like, be incentivized instead of just saying, like, if you show up, you get paid. But some kids just, some kids, like, have, like, learning disabilities or, like, just, like, can't do as well as other kids in that 
in like the same like they'd have to go to a special school i guess i guess or they'd yeah. have to have some kind of accommodation that would something adjust the pay scale but wait are you saying parents are, are paying them or the school's paying them because i'm thinking i don't know i don't know where this money's coming I'm, from uh, the way i took this question was the government is paying children to go to school yeah why not <laughs> <laughs> The government's probably got money. Like, it gives money to people that don't need it all the time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, they should be giving it to adults who need to buy houses in the worst housing well, market you're that's being ever been Just think time. of the children. <laughs> the children are just going to go and buy toys upon toys that they will only play with for, well, like, a week. Maybe there needs to be, like, a bank account where, like, instead of giving the children their money, they, like, accumulate it in, like a fund I guess that but, goes into like their college or something but, like what is that like what is that ultimately accomplishing like it teaches children that they're like workhorses <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like <laughs> it's 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 teaching children that they shouldn't do anything unless they're getting paid for it yeah that's true that's true yeah and again like I I, I feel like kids need to understand that going to school and getting an education is like a privilege and it's not like that would be weird if kids got paid to go to school that would just be weird kids already like like so many kids hate going to school and they're like they think it's a waste of time and it's uh, paying them to do that is like not gonna fix that mindset yeah i guess you're right i thought it might but you're probably right the kids that don't care aren't gonna care no matter what yeah and they would just squander their money on gum and what do kids miss? Silly bands. Gum. Silly Maybe bands. This is not 2012 anymore. Ooh, I like this one. You ready? Yeah. The customer is always right. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that's changing. Like the customer is mm-hmm. always right was such like a, a boomer, a boomer thing. thing. Totally. But like yes. no, the customer is can like ninety nine percent. They're wrong. <laughs> like ugh. because if a customer is like demanding that they're right, they're usually arguing something that they know is wrong. You know, like the only time that you use that slogan, like the customer is always right, is when a customer is arguing with you. And if they're arguing with you, they're probably trying to get something out of you that they shouldn't be. Yeah, you know, like. Like, don't get me wrong. The customer is right sometimes, but not always. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's just so backwards, like that mindset. Like people feel entitled when they go to like a restaurant that they're being served. Yeah. But like, truly, it is like a privilege. Like we were talking like a privileged thing. Like it's it's a privilege to be served. Like you should be. You know what I mean? You are entering somebody else's, like, professional establishment. Right. So for you to go in there and be like, I'm right. I make the rules. It's yeah. ridiculous. Like, you should be humbled by the fact that there are people there that wish to feed you and serve you. Like, you should be humbled by that, not acting like a queen or a king. These people are the ones in charge and the ones that they're the ones that are holding the cards. And the plates of food or the sweaters, whatever you're there for. (laughs) Yeah, it's a privilege to go out to eat or buy clothes or go to the grocery store. And you should treat those people with respect. Amen. 
Period. Mic drop. Yes. Um, how about this? Paige, yeah. what about... Mm-hmm. This is the way this is. We don't have to answer this. We don't have to to debate this specific thing the way they wrote it. But this says, are morning people more productive than night people? Are you a morning person or a night person? Um, (laughs) neither. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. I was going to say, I've become a morning person. Like, even on the weekends, I hate to sleep in past, like, 9 or 9. Unless I had, like, a really busy day the day before or stayed up super late. Uh-huh. I don't like to stay up. Or I don't I don't like to sleep in past, like, 9 o'clock. Even, like, tomorrow I'm probably going to set my alarm for 8 o'clock. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to get up because I got stuff to do. And I, I get so much more done in the mornings than I do in the afternoons. Cause by the time I get to the afternoon, I'm just ready for a nap. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what time I got up that morning uh-huh. after I eat lunch and I've got food. I've just, and I'm just like, I food coma starts. I'm just like ready for a nap in the afternoon. So I get so little done in the afternoon. Uh, okay. And then like at night, all I want to do is relax and I don't want to have to like be doing anything productive. So if I need to do something like, Outside of, like, work, anyway. Mm-hmm. If I need to do something productive, I've got to do it in the morning. Hmm. So the earlier I get up, the better, <laughs> the more time I have. Yeah. But, I mean, I, the, the way they worded the question, are morning people more productive than night people? I think it just depends on how that p- specific person functions. Yeah, definitely. I know for me, it kind of depends on the day. But, um, like, for me sleeping in is anything past like six o'clock because Carolina gets me up at like six and usually I get up and I'm like getting ready for work like somewhere around like 6 30 6 45 or so so if I'm sleeping till like seven or eight like that's sleeping in like I usually yeah. don't sleep past eight o'clock if I do like that's unusual yeah so I guess I am like more of a morning person because I'm usually up at eight like every day whether or not it's a weekend but I'm usually not super productive in the morning I mean it depends like I a lot of times I'll take Carolina to the park and I'll like do stuff in the mornings but I do have weird moments where I'm super productive at night though like it'll be like literally like nine or ten o'clock and I will just need to clean and (laughs) because I hate cleaning but like sometimes it'll hit me like late at night where I'm, like, about to get ready for bed, and I'm just, like, my room's a mess. Like, I'm going to spend the next, like, hour cleaning. <laughs> and I'll have to be, like, but I can't use the vacuum because, like, I'm going to wake people up. But yeah. I'm just, like, in a cleaning streak. Or, like, I will write, like, late at night, or I'll just, like, start working on projects, like, late oh at night. Oh, my goodness. I could never. When, uh, like, throughout my school, like, throughout college, like, I very rarely did any work past, like, 930 at night. Because I just, like, my brain would just shut down. hmm Yeah, whether or not it's quality work <laughs> is debatable. But, like, I will definitely get in, like, a zone late at night. That is sometimes hard to get to, like, during daylight hours. What I like about nighttime is, and I think I I read this or saw this somewhere, where, like, at night, like, nobody requires anything of you. Like, the world's shut down. Like, there's no, like, like, stores aren't open and stuff. Like, you can be in your house and nobody's questioning why you're, like, home alone in your bedroom at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So, like... 
and and for me like if i'm stressed out about something if it's like 10 o'clock at night i'm like no i can think about this tomorrow and just like that that time in between like nightfall and going to sleep is just like oh it's like it's just like so it's like relaxing and like safe Mm -hmm. like you feel safe because like you don't like for the most part like unless you're in like a weird situation you don't have any responsibilities until the next day see I know exactly what you mean but I view it differently I view it as nobody's gonna bug me in that amount of time like once like past dinner time and past like the time where my dad is saying like let's take the dog for a walk (laughs) then (laughs) that's like kind of my safe zone where like I know like my parents are like you know getting ready for bed and like I'm getting ready for bed but like that is a time where like I know I have no obligations so like that's my like free time where like I I have to get stuff done Mm because like nobody's gonna be asking me like oh Paige let's go to the movies or let's go do this or Caroline is bugging me to go somewhere because like you know past eight o'clock she's asleep so that's like the time of day where I'm like most free of distractions I think Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Would you give up three fingers in exchange for a million dollars? Whoa. Oh, your face. <laughs> three fingers? Yeah. On the same hand, or can it, I pick? Whatever. whatever fingers you want. Three. Three I gotta fingers total. I got to look at my total. hands. <laughs> look at my hands. Hmm. <laughs> No, I don't think I would because a million dollars really doesn't get you that far in life anymore. Oh, I feel like it would get me real far right now. Yeah, I mean, but think about your fingers. Think about your fingers. Yeah, I mean, I'm a freaking hand model, so... toe modeling well i'd have well i'd have to i'd have to all three fingers would have to come from the same hand and i'd have to use only my left hand but then i'd have to be able to hold a camera with my right hand so i would there would definitely be some like maneuvering i'd have to figure out but like i feel like you're so practical okay i feel like i could do it somehow now you'd only have two though you'd only have two that's it I feel you like you can't right. I feel like I could do it. But yeah, I feel like I feel like I could manage it, but yeah, it would be very inconvenient. And you're right, a million dollars does not get you real far, but no. like I mean it could it, buy you a house. Granted, yes, it could get you a house and you could yes. It it could be a great stepping stone. Absolutely. Like <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't wanna make it sound like a million dollars means nothing to me like it would be amazing but like I just I really value my hands because like I like am an artist like I like Mm -hmm. to draw and you know I feel like if I'm missing fingers that could be an issue (laughs) because I'd I'd have to give up my right hand I guess I don't think I could do it I don't think I could because then every time you look at your hand you would have to think about it about the million dollars or the yeah. what you traded for a million dollars. Right, because what if things don't work out and you lose your fingers for nothing? What? 
the, the government takes all your money. I don't taxes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't trust money anymore. <laughs> I just don't trust it. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? <laughs> what? One if it's got the bird flu. But um Well can an elephants elephant get the bird can't flu? Catch the bird flu? Can't humans though? I don't like wasn't so. there like an avian flu like some kind of like bird flu that people were real scared of like several decades ago uh but there was the swine flu i remember yeah i guess there was the avian flu i don't know i don't know how that works it can definitely like jump species but i feel like two chickens if they were real smart could kill an elephant <laughs> Two street smart chickens yeah. could kill an elephant. All they gotta do is work together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but what about a whole bunch of dumb chickens? <laughs> You'd have to have enough to cover and like smother the elephant. Yeah, they'd have to suffocate it. It'd have to be an elephant in like a tank, completely submerged in chickens. <laughs> oh my. So that'd be a lot of chickens. I kind of want to ask. Hank and John, that I feel like there's math involved. <laughs> What's the right way for a dog to wear pants? On all four legs, just the bottom half of them, or the back half of them, like the back legs? Who would put pants <laughs> on all four legs of a dog <laughs> and call them pants? That'd be like socks. So are her front legs, I'm looking at Carolina, are her front legs her arms? Oh, man, I've heard this debate before. I think yes. I think Carolina technically has two legs and two arms. Okay. If you look at the anatomy, (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Do dogs have scapulas? Imagine. Imagine if you put the pants on on the bottom, like on the four legs. And you had to put a shirt on. Where would you put the shirt? It just, it would just drape. It would just drape. It would just drape the top of the dog. Skinny scarf. It would be <laughs> like a like a shawl. <laughs> a poncho. Yeah. Then you're saying that she has no arms. <laughs> no, I feel like. But anatomically, don't really have arms, though. No, I think anatomically they do, though. Wait a minute. Do dogs have? I think if 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 dogs have scapulas, then they have arms. The scapula is like the the the, the thing, the wingy thingy on your the back of your back. Okay. It's like the triangle bone that like connects to your shoulder. You know it. Okay. Okay. Do dogs have belly buttons? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Do dogs have souls? No, I want to know if they have scapulas. Yes. Okay. The scapula is essential to the canine shoulder. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me ask if they have arms. Do dogs have arms? <laughs> yes. Well, wait a minute. While dogs technically do not have arms, they do have elbows and wrists. Huh? The front legs are also called forelegs. Like humans, the forelegs... Oh my gosh. All right. We're only legs. We don't have arms. We're all legs? Either... Okay, because these are actually our forelegs. So everything's legs, Jess. (laughs) 
everything it's a is circle. Legs. We came circle back around. It's, everything's legs. There are way more legs in the world because humans only have legs. Okay, but listen, this is what it says. While dogs technically do not have arms, they do have elbows and wrists. Their elbows and wrists are part of their front leg anatomy. The front legs are also called forelegs. Lina, please, I can't. <laughs> Lina. Just like humans, the foreleg is made up of the radius and the ulna. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that um, everyone has legs. What do you think? Do you think dogs only have legs? <laughs> or... Or that wasn't really the question. We, we were talking legs? about pants. <laughs> I'm, I'm, mm. <laughs> Do cats and dogs have arms? People don't call cat appendages arms. They're legs. Therefore, cats only have knees. <laughs> what? <laughs> you mean not elbows? What is going on? Mm. What's the question again? Should dogs wear pants? What's the right way for a dog to wear pants? Okay, definitely bottom half, like back legs yeah. around their waist. Yeah. Like, agreed. Not as like socks. But I would still love to see <laughs> pants, like a four legged pants <laughs> and a shirt that just drapes <laughs> over their back. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm picturing, like, if it's going to be four-legged pants, then it needs to be, like, a turtleneck. Like, <laughs> the opening is, like, Just put it in a onesie and call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, which is scarier, zombies or vampires? Or, like, which is... Uh, the, the question is, which is scarier? But I, w- I would say, like, which would you rather fight, a zombie or a vampire? Well, no, which would you rather face a world of, zombies or vampires? Are we talking like Twilight style vampires or classic vampires? Uh, that's up for debate. <laughs> Whatever you. If it's the for. Twilight vampires, I think I'd rather face zombies because Twilight vampires are like oh, overpowered. I, I thought you would rather face Twilight vampires. No, because <laughs> they're ridiculous. <laughs> I I'd rather face classic vampires because all it takes for them is just wear a wreath of garlic around your neck and they will leave you alone right um i guess it's not how it works with edward no but he's just sparkles <laughs> but if he was if he was my if he wanted to hurt me like all he he moves at like the speed of light all he'd have to do is like yeah run over and snap my neck yeah that's true regular vampires aren't they're like as far as i know they're not like super i mean they can turn into a bat i guess but other than that, like, what are they going to do if you have a bunch of garlic? Zombies. I feel like zombies are scarier. I, I have a fear of dead bodies. But, like, mm. if it's moving and it's, like, you know, looks alive but just dead. I feel like... I, I feel like zombies would be easier to kill than vampires. Because, like, zombies, like, you can just, like, like just push them with just, like, your little finger. And they'll topple over and crumple into dust. Depends on what zombie um, movie or book you're reading or watching. Yeah. Because um, there's some zombies that are, like, really fast and, like, run, <laughs> like... Yeah, you're right. Speedy all over the place and are just, like, chomping away at people. Jess, if I was a zombie, would you still be my friend? <laughs> what would you do? Okay, zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I... <laughs> I have been compromised. 
<laughs> I am now a zombie. And I'm stalking you by night. What would You're, you do? Are you trying to kill me? I am trying to eat you. I'm sorry, Paige. There is, uh, there is, in fact, a way to end our friendship. Oh, no. <laughs> that is, one of us becomes a zombie and tries to kill the other one. Oh my god! <laughs> See, if you became a zombie, I think I'd like try to like maybe have you like you try to have like a movie moment where you're like, remember who I am? I'd like lock you in like a shed or something, and I would just like come out every day and be like, "Good morning, zombie Jess." You'd keep me as a pet. Here's your dead squirrel. <laughs> You'd keep me as a pet. That's not being a friend. You'd rather I just off you? No, I'd rather we just not interact anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're a zombie. You don't know. You can't just be like, all right, zombie Jess, our friendship's now over. Please go find other zombie friends. I'm off limits. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like a question where you know how people are I see these TikToks all the time where like girls will go ask their boyfriends would you still love me if I was a worm <laughs> have you seen those TikToks what the heck no <laughs> would you still love me if I was a worm no see here's Why the a thing worm? okay Paige okay. if you were a zombie uh-huh. and you were trying to kill me okay. I really think that the friendship would there would be issues but if, <laughs> if you were a worm, we could still be friends. <laughs> there's mean, no there's danger. Less issues with a worm. Like, I will not deny that. Like, <laughs> I'd rather you be my pet worm. Now, what if you were a zombie worm? I feel like... I, I feel like you couldn't... You, I, I, if I kept you in a cage, you couldn't hurt me. So we could still, like, we could work on a relationship... <laughs> But would it be just further torturing me? Probably. If I was a zombie worm, just living in a box under your bed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just picturing this scenario. (laughs) This actually is reminding me, we need to talk about this, because this was a thing, like, last year. Okay. Especially if you were on TikTok. Okay. If you, if you could have a billion dollars, oh, okay. But if you accept the billion dollars, there is a snail, a man-eating snail that's always after you, and if <laughs> if it touches you, if it touches you, you die instantly. Okay. 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 Would you accept the ten billion dollars? This was on TikTok. I don't you remember didn't this at all. These? No. Wait, what is, what's a man-eating snail? Is it a giant snail? It's just, well, it's, no, it's a regular size snail, but okay. it's magical. So if it, if it oh. like, tu- as soon as it touches you. Okay. And it's like, it's, what's, what's the word they use? Omniscient? Okay. It's it, omniscient. It knows where so you are. So it knows where you are at all times. So you can like move to California with your $10 billion. Uh-huh. But. And, the, you know, the snail's here in Lancaster. You can move to California, but you know someday this invincible, omniscient snail is going to find you in California. So you will, you'll, you'll, you'll be rich. You'll have as much money as you'll ever need. But always in the back of your mind, you'll be wondering, where is that snail? Can I kill the snail? No, it's, it's invincible. Like, oh. you can't kill it. Oh, okay. You need to see these t- 
TikToks. They, they're all set to like um, that, that Christmas song. So this is Christmas. I'm just picturing this little snail with a little tiny briefcase like getting on a plane yeah. to follow me to California. <laughs> I mean, I would want to do some math before making this decision because depending on how fast a snail can move, I could maybe like figure out how often I have to like change locations. Okay. Like, I feel like there's a logical way to do it that you could definitely avoid the snail. But if, if the snail is like super smart, like if it's like got a human brain or whatever, yeah, it can hop on a bus and like make it to you in a couple of days. True. But it still has to like get, from the bus to the plane to like i guess a taxi or a car okay this is called the immortal snail if anybody wants to look this up oh my (laughs) gosh but i feel like if you have 10 billion dollars you can probably hire like a team of snail experts (laughs) to just like keep you safe yeah that like can or, like, you could probably train, like, a dog to, like, smell snails. Like, if dogs can smell, like, cancer and drugs and anything under the sun, I'm sure you can train a dog to smell snails. So you could just train your dog to smell the snail, and then they'll just alert you when the snail is close. And then, bada-bing, bada-boom, you just hop on the plane to your next vacation destination. Yeah, but I feel like the snail is smart enough to, like, disguise its smell or, like, do, you know, it. it's smarter than a dog. <laughs> so it can, like, figure out how to get close to you someday if it's got unlimited time and just... Well, I'm not going to live forever, so it's... <laughs> I'm going to die eventually. I don't know. I don't... I don't... But, like, think about how inconvenient that is. Like, your dog is, like, alerts you that there's a snail seven feet away and what are you going to do in that moment? Like, you have to leave. The, like, Go you're for in a, a walk. You're the in snail's a, you're, not that fast. You're, you are in an important business meeting. And I your leave. dog's like, I have a $10 snail. billion. Dollars. <laughs> I just say bye. I quit. <laughs> Off to the next job in the next country. <laughs> no, I feel like I'd be pretty miserable if I actually had to do this. But I feel like there's a type of person out there that could totally do this and live, like, a fairly happy life you just have to come to the acceptance that someday you might fail and just die and like like I can I understand what the question's going for like do you want to live in fear yeah basically and like you can have all these precautions in place but you know you're still gonna feel like it's always gonna be there in your mind like you're gonna be constantly having to think about it Mm mm-hmm I feel like if there's a way that you could, like, have a rest assured way to know that the snail is coming for you, like, you're still going to have to move in some way, but, like, at least if you can know that it's there, then I feel like that's a worthwhile existence. But if not, if you can't figure out a way to train a dog or get the snail experts, then no, I would not do that because that's... I don't like that. Imagine us sitting here right now and a snail just like comes <laughs> slowly down the steps. <laughs> and it's like, I've come for you. 
Can the snail talk? Can the snail like no. devise forces against you? My my understanding snail- is that it's just it's like a it's a, it's got its regular snail powers, but it's just really really smart, and you can't kill it. Okay. Now, couldn't you just put it in a box, like lock it in a box? Right. Like that's what I'm like wondering. Or can you tie a balloon to it so that you can see it coming? Or like just like. Yeah. that's a great idea like or you know like just throw like um spray paint on it so it's like really obvious when it's like snailing towards you yeah why couldn't you just lock it in a box why can't you and the snail become friends why can't you put the snail inside a terrarium that you never have to touch it and you just feed it and that's it. And you just, you come to an understanding. Page. You give the snail the best life a snail, an omniscient genius of a snail could ever want. You feed it the best food. It gets a little throne to sit on in its terrarium. And you live your life as billionaires. You and the snail are partners in life. Paige, yes. if I turned into a snail that was trying to kill you and get rid of your $10 billion, would we still be friends? Yeah, I'd build you a great <laughs> snail life. And we would live in a farm in joy. Singing Christmas songs year round because that's the theme song of the immortal snail. Yeah. I hope you could still talk to me. <laughs> My voice would sound like this. <laughs> Hello, Paige. I'm caught up to you. Today is the day. No, Snail Jess. <laughs> Today is Can not we still the be day, friends? But we will always be friends. <laughs> now I'm just going to be thinking about all the friends I could make if I had Immortal Snail <laughs> out to get me. <laughs> I can't That's believe problem, Jess. <laughs> I'm losing it. Wait, I'm confused. Why would we be? Fr- Why would we have more friends if you had an immortal snail out to get you? No, I'm saying all of our friends would be immortal. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. I'm I'm saying that's our problem. That's why we need, why we don't have friends. Because our friends aren't immortal snails. (laughs) The immortal snails are your enemy. You are missing the point. No, you're missing the point. I know you think you can befriend an immortal snail (laughs) that wants to kill you. But some snails just want blood. No, I refuse to believe that. Well, that was a great debate. Yes. (laughs) The great debate. I did not think it would end on snails trying to kill me, but I love it. (laughs) Sign me up. (laughs) Yeah, $10 million. All right, listeners, if there's an immortal snail within... Your grass. This is your friendly reminder that it's probably it's, about time to move locations. No, this is your friendly reminder that it's actually your friend. <laughs> Just put it in a box and Just treat it like a king. prisoner. No. <laughs>
<laughs> the, the, the real debate is how will you treat your immortal snail enemy? <laughs> Paige will build it a castle. <laughs> we'll lock it in a castle. Yes. But like give it all the little snail foods it wants. Yep. But you don't understand, Paige. The only desire that this snail has is to murder you. I think I can change it. <laughs> or I can at least live with that fact. <laughs> There's no way to make this snail happy without you letting it touch you. That's all right. There's lots of people out there that don't like people. <laughs> so they'll turn to the snail. <laughs> we just need to accept that fact. It's like Pam in the office when she talks about um, Al-Qaeda. How if only they knew her, then maybe they would like her. But then she just comes to the grip that some people out there are just going to hate you no matter what. And they may not even know you. And that's... What this snail embodies is the people out there that hate you and they have no good reason. <laughs> and I like to think that we can change their minds just like Pam, but sometimes you can't and you have to be their friend anyways. I'm going. All right. It's I... just like what, what we're told, how you should love your enemies. You need to love your snail enemies, Jess. <laughs> I hope to never meet a human who hates me as much as the immortal snail does, because that would be causing some problems. <laughs> okay, are we done? <laughs> okay. Okay. Glad to have introduced anyone who wasn't already familiar with the immortal snail to this great debate. Yeah. Thank you for bringing me here, Jess. Yes. This well, is... Welcome to the snail club. <laughs> this is an empowering step forward. This is an inspiring step forward inspiring. In, the, in the world of snails. <laughs> I am devastated to learn that there is a snail out to get me. <laughs> That's good. All right. Bye, listeners. We love you. Happy snail. Um. Happy snail. <laughs> Happy snail. Happy <laughs> snail.